Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome to worship as we commemorate today the baptism of our Lord. Um, not only do we um, commemorate the baptism of our Lord, but we also remember and think, give thanks to God for our own baptisms, how we were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and what that means for our lives, for our daily lives as Christian people. Uh, for our friends who are uh, watching or listening online, a reminder to go to our website, chapelofthecross.org. Under that website, under the resources tab, you'll find the, uh, the bulletin for today, as well as there's a give tab there where you can give your offering to the Lord and his work. Uh, just a few announcements to share with you before we begin, we begin worship. Uh, this month of January is when we especially focus on life issues and the sanctity of life here at Chapel of the Cross. Our life team here at Chapel of the Cross, uh, they do some wonderful things. And a couple of things they have done uh, this month is there's, a, uh, there's two bulletin boards in the commons area that they have prepared. Hopefully you saw that as you came in today. I invite you to take a look at those before you leave. One is just uh, has these wonderful 3D images of, of uh, development of an embryo into a baby. And I encourage you to stand there and just study that and see how we are uh, fearfully and wonderfully made, how God has knit us together in a, just a, an incredible way. The other is the baby pictures of chapel members where you try to guess who is who from those baby pictures. So there's 50 pictures on there. And if you saw those, uh, uh, maybe some are evident, some are not so evident about who is who. And uh, so there's a sheet of paper there. You can write down um, who you think is who. On the back side of that paper is, is, is uh, the names of everybody who's up there. And so you can try to figure that out. Now, if you don't want to stand in front of that bulletin board for half an hour trying to figure that out, take a picture with your phone, and then you can take that home and, and zoom in and everything and, and figure that out on uh, as in, at your leisure at home. But we thank our chapel team, life team members for putting that together and sharing that. Our next Day 3 Seeds event is Saturday the 5th of February. So about three weeks from now, starting at 10 a.m. on that day, we will learn that day about planting a garden in Guatemala, and we will be packing seeds for use in Uganda. Uh, so, so part of the world in Central America and then part of the world in, in Africa. And we'll be sharing a lunch that day as well. Please sign up for that at the Welcome Center and put February 5th on your calendar. Hope everybody is involved in the 30 Days in God's Word uh, devotion project as we're doing here at chapel. If you haven't gotten your copy of that yet, uh, make sure you do that today. We've got plenty of copies. They're $5 each. If you didn't bring $5, that's okay. Take a copy home with you. Bring that back at some other time. Um, today is day nine. And we're already up to the Old Testament book of Psalms. So um, if you're like me and my family, we're, we're a couple days behind. Uh, we're trying to do that as a family. There's a couple nights where we haven't been together. So, so we're a few days behind. Don't worry about getting behind. It's, it's 30 days. You don't have to do it all within January. You can, you can bleed over into February. That'd be just fine. But I encourage you to keep it up. And for those that I've talked to that are doing that, they, um, they're find, finding uh, a wonderful... Um, uh, knowledge and in, in seeing how the Bible kind of fits together and things that maybe they didn't think about before. Uh, so I encourage you to, to, uh, to either continue doing that or start doing that 30 days in God's Word. And we are blessed today to install our board of directors and board of elders. That will take place a little bit later in the service and we thank God for those men and women who have committed to serve him here at Chapel of the Cross for this upcoming year. God's blessings to you as we worship this day. We begin by singing together our opening hymn, To Jordan's River Came Our Lord, as that's printed in your bulletin. We stand to sing together.
make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Son of Righteousness shall rise with shining beams of healing. Let us gather under the wings of God's mercy. Gracious God, we acknowledge that we are sinners and we confess our sins, those known to us that burden our hearts and those unknown to us but seen by you. We know that before you nothing remains hidden and in you everything is revealed. Free us from the slavery of sin. Liberate us from the bondage of guilt. Work in us that which is pleasing in your sight. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. From the house of David, God raised up a mighty Savior. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who comes to set us free. Remembering the covenant, God delivered us from our enemies. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who comes to set us free. Before God, we are holy and righteous, free to worship without fear. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who comes to set us free. With a heart full of mercy and compassion, God saves us and forgives us all our sins. Christ, the dawn from on high, shines upon us, and by the light of the Holy Spirit, guides our feet into the way of peace. Amen. be with you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved son.
and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your children, and inheritors with him of everlasting life. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for our readings. chapter of Isaiah. But now this is what the Lord says, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba for your stead. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give men in exchange for you, and people in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who was called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This is the word of the Lord. for all the despairing 
continue by reading Psalm 29 responsibly. Ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forests bare. And in his temples cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives his strength to people. The Lord blesses his people. The second reading is from the sixth chapter of Romans. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also will live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. Glory to you, Lord. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Christ. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. 
He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and preached the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod, the Tetrarch, because of Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated for our hymn.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. text for the sermon this day as we commemorate the baptism of our Lord is that Old Testament reading from, for today from Isaiah 43. Hear a portion of that once again. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And then from the Gospel reading from Luke chapter 3. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends, Woody, the cowboy, is a very important toy. If you have seen Pixar's film Toy Story from, what, 20, 25 years ago, you know just how important that Woody is. More important than Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, more important than Ham the Pig or Slinky the Dog or Rex the T-Rex, even more important than Buzz Lightyear. Woody is the favorite toy of a boy named Andy. And the way that you know that Woody was Andy's favorite toy is that Andy had written his name on the bottom of Woody's boot. And Woody was very proud that Andy had done that because it showed that he was special. And it showed that he was important. And it showed that he belonged to Andy. That's why it's so sad that in Toy Story 2, when Woody agrees to be part of a collection of toys going to Japan for a toy museum, with just a couple strokes of brown paint, Andy's name is covered over. I mean, if somebody looked at the bottom of Woody's boot, they would never have known that he once belonged to a boy named Andy. Later on in that story, Woody changes his mind, thankfully, and decides to say, and he wipes off that brown paint so that he, he can once again see Andy's name. Because seeing that name means that he is special, that he's important, that he belongs to Andy. Now, hearing me talk about Toy Story, you know I've got kids. You know that I've watched those movies more than one or <laughs> once or twice, but more than that, when I remember Toy Story, I remember echoes of a much greater story, the much greater meaning, the much greater truth. If you have been on the receiving end of a Christian baptism, you have a name written on you. Not on the bottom of your boot, but in the depths of your soul, on your heart. And that name tells you everything you need to know about your past, about your present, and about your future. That name is the name of your God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And with that name written on your heart, there are certain things that you can know that are absolutely true no matter what. You are special to God. You 
are important to God. Maybe most importantly, you belong to God. Listen to what he says. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Do you hear what God is saying? He redeemed you. He purchased you, won you, and he paid a very high price for you. And he did that because he knows you and he treasures you. You are special to him, important to him, so he redeemed you. Like St. Peter says, for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed, but with the precious blood of Christ. Christ has redeemed us. And we need not fear. And we need to know that, don't we? I mean, we really need to know that. Truly, I, I think sometimes we forget. And what happens when we forget that we have been redeemed by Christ, by his death and resurrection, by his precious blood? Well, when we forget that, we start to fear. And the devil and this world are very, very good at stoking our fear when we ought not fear. Fear not, God says. Why? Because I have redeemed you. And I have called you by name. And you are mine. You are precious to me, special, treasured. You belong to me. Oh, we need to know that. You know who else you needed to know that? Jesus. Jesus needed to know that. In his humanity, Jesus needed to know that he was fully loved and treasured by his Father. I mean, he was going to be going through some things that make our troubles and our tribulations seem very, very manageable by comparison. His trust in the Father would be put to the test, to the ultimate test. In the wilderness, at, at his physically weakest point, as the devil tempts him to bow down and worship him. In his ministry, as he's opposed and he's obstructed at every turn, especially at the cross, as he takes the sin of the whole world on his shoulders. So yes, he needed to know what his father thought. And his father told him at his baptism, remember what he said? You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And I have to think that there were days when Jesus clung to his father's words with all he had. Whether facing the temptation of the devil in the wilderness or opposition from the scribes and the Pharisees during his ministry or the unbearable weight that he felt that night in the Garden of Gethsemane. There was always that beautiful baptismal proclamation. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And when on the cross, when he cried out to his father, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
That was the price that he paid to redeem us. As Isaiah says a little bit later, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. God says, I have redeemed you. And it's true. Jesus paid your sin debt. When you were baptized, that invoice of your sheet of sin was stamped paid in full by your God. And not only that, the things that God said about his son were also said of you. You are my child whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Your sin, your shame, those are buried in Jesus' tomb. You heard what St. Paul said. We were buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too might live a new life. We can live a new life because of Christ's work in us, because of his baptism he gave to us. We can live a new life because Jesus came, and he came so humbly and so lowly. We can live a new life because Jesus bent down and he stooped down to be with us. He identifies with us, with our problems, with our issues, with our sin. And so he came that day to the Jordan River. And John the Baptist, he's baptizing people as they repented of their sin. And then Jesus steps into that line. He, he joins that line with all of those other sinners. The, the adulterers and the liars and the haters and the gossipers and the cheaters. Jesus joins them in that line. And John saw him. He cries out, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But then Jesus kneels down in the Jordan, in the muck of that river. He bends down in lowliness. And John says, oh, Jesus, why are you here in this line? You are not a sinner. You don't need to repent. You're the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I can't baptize you. You should be doing the baptizing. Get up out of that river, Jesus. Get off your knees. John didn't quite understand, at least not yet didn't understand that the creator of man is now a man himself. The one who is stainless is standing beside us who are oh so stained with sin. Our God who is so above us is kneeling beside us. Our God kneels beside us to draw us to himself kneels beside us in the muck of our lives and in the mess of our hearts and the frailty of our souls. And as Jesus is baptized in that Jordan River, he bends down and he stoops down and he identifies himself with us. It's a picture of the Savior that we see over and over and over again, really. How he bends down and he stoops down to draw us to himself because of his love for us. Remember how he did it in the upper room? 
towel around his waist, basin of water in his hand. The God of the universe washing the dirty, smelly feet of those who would so soon desert him. And in his bending and stooping to wash those feet, we see what a servant is. And we see what a servant does. Maybe most of all, we see our Savior is a servant. Well, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And we see so clearly the servant Jesus bending and stooping to clean our filth, to wash away our dirt, to cleanse our sin. And he stoops down into our lives and he bends to be with us as we take his holy supper as we're going to do it again today. As we swallow his love and his forgiveness and his mercy. He kneels down into the dust of our lives so that water splashed upon our heads in baptism. And he says, you're mine now. Wherever that little head goes, I'm going to go. I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. And I love you. And no matter what, I will always love you. He brings his presence to our loneliness. He brings his light to our darkness. He brings his healing into our brokenness. He brings his compassion into our emptiness. <laughs> you know how quickly we, we sometimes forget that. How quickly we forget what he has done for us. How willingly we forget who we really are and whose we really are. How quickly we try to paint over the name that has been written on our hearts. But how often our God comes to us in those baptismal waters to wash that sin away and to show us once again who we are and to show us again, once again whose we are. We have been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. His name is written on our hearts. We have been purchased and won and redeemed by none other than Jesus the Christ, the crucified, the Son of God. We belong to him. And we are far, far more than just God's favorite toy. We are his own dear children. And that doesn't make us perfect in any way. It just makes us perfectly forgiven, perfectly valued, perfectly loved. And in times of temptation and in times of need and those times when we feel oh, so afraid, we hear those blessed words. Fear not. Fear not. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. You are my child whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. Listen on page 10 in your bulletin. Together we confess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. 
and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The congregation may be seated. At this time, I ask the board of directors and board of elders who are present to come forward for their installation. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, St. Paul tells us in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, but the same Lord is served. There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives to everyone ability for particular service. The Spirit's presence is shown in some way in each person for the good of all. You have been chosen to fill specific positions of responsibility in the congregation. As such, you are to work with me, the minister of word and sacrament, that our life together in Christ may be orderly and pleasing in his sight. You are to see that the services of God's house are held at the proper times in accordance with the order of our church, that the word of God is purely preached and taught according to the Lutheran confessions, that the sacraments of Christ are administered according to his instruction, that provision is made for the Christian instruction of young and old, that the erring are admonished, and that discipline is maintained. You are to see that the temporal affairs of the congregation are properly administered, and that proper support is provided for the workers of this congregation. You are to assist in caring for the poor and the sick, in cultivating harmony among the members, in promoting the general welfare of the congregation, and in furthering the kingdom of Christ here and throughout the world. While holiness of life and work is the way of all who trust in Christ, it is especially important that you, as directors and elders in his church, show yourselves by word and example to be patterns of good works and Christian devotion. In the presence of God and of this congregation, I therefore ask you, do you accept the tasks entrusted to you? And do you promise faithfully to carry out your duties 
trusting in the Lord and conforming yourself to his word in accordance with the faith of the Evangelical Lutheran Church? If so, answer, I do. I therefore place you as Board of Directors and Board of Elders of Chapel of the Cross Lutheran in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Board of Directors this year, Christy Bamer, Tim Brown as Treasurer, Ryan Cleveland, Steve Geis, John Jordan, Jim Koch, Brad Purcell, John Schmidt as President, Julie Seibert, Nancy Soboda as Vice President, Earl Went as Secretary, Kurt Wiekert, and John Zavirgins. Our Board of Elders is Jonathan Bellman, Jerry Bowen, Matt Garr, Ken Kreitner, Rich Langfeld, John Rogers, Craig Schlickman, Stan Schweedy, Johnny Spears, David Stalhut, George Tomasi, Gene Widener, and Jay's virgins. The Almighty and most merciful God, our Heavenly Father, enlighten and strengthen you all in the task that you have been given, that you may be good and faithful stewards to the glory of his name and to the good of his people. Amen. We pray together. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we give thanks that you have raised up these servants for the work, for your work among your people. We humbly implore you to grant them by your Holy Spirit those gifts which they will need for the faithful carrying out of their tasks, most especially wisdom, strength, and willing hearts. Let your blessing rest on this congregation, strengthen the faith, quicken the love, and enkindle the zeal of its members that your name may be glorified, and that here and in all places under heaven the kingdom of your Son may be advanced. We remember with thanksgiving those who have faithfully served your people who now retire from their time of service. And we pray that in the end of days, we, with all your faithful people, may hear the voice of Christ saying, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Go then in the name of our Lord, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for your labor in the Lord is not in vain. The Almighty and most merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Amen. We welcome and we thank our Board of Directors and Board of Elders. We continue our worship by gathering our offerings to the Lord.
Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. We give thanks that he suffered and died for our sins. With joy we celebrate his resurrection from the dead and his ascension into heaven. We are grateful for the work of your Holy Spirit in us that brought us to faith through the water and the word of baptism. We know that you are faithful in your covenant with us. Keep us faithful as well. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for your church. Bless the work of Matthew, our synodical president, Jameson, our district president, and other pastors and workers in the church. Bless our brothers and sisters in Christ who serve you and your people here at Chapel of the Cross on the board of directors and on the board of elders. Strengthen them by your spirit and bless the work that they do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for our nation. Lord, this is indeed a dark and uncertain world. Evil is everywhere. Sin and the consequences of it overcome us. Yet you have overcome sin. You have overcome death. You have overcome the devil. And through you, we, your children, overcome all these things as well. Our true and only real hope is in you. Make us to be lights in this dark world. Speak through us. Live through us. Love through us. Speak your truth through us. Make us to influence this world with your love and your forgiveness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for all the people of the world. Where there is war and conflict, grant peace. Where there is persecution and terrorism, grant comfort and hope. Where the gospel is being proclaimed, remove hindrances and obstacles. Where there is famine and shortages of the necessities of life, grant your provision and move your people to share with generosity the blessings that you have given. As we celebrate the gift and the sanctity of life this month, may we ever remember and be mindful of the love, the care, the mercy, and the grace that you, as the giver of life, share with us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for all who are in need. Grant healing according to your goodwill to those who are ill or stricken with infirmity. Today we especially remember Kim Cunningham, Linda Funky, and Matt Garr. We also pray for those who are ill with COVID and others in need of your healing touch during this time of silent prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for all who are in danger. Hold your hand of protection over those who serve in the armed forces of our nation. Keep them safe by your grace. Protect also all who serve us in law enforcement, in firefighting, those who respond to medical emergencies, and all others who put their lives in danger to protect us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. 
It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For at his baptism your voice from heaven revealed him as your beloved Son, and the Holy Spirit descended on him, confirming him to be the Christ. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. We pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the holy supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our recessional hymn together, How Firm a Foundation. <laughs>